0: us. Uh, you might see yourself in this uh, slideshow that we presented this morning. Uh, but we like to do it the first Sunday of January. The word January actually has uh, an interesting word. It comes from the Roman goddess Janus. Uh, if you know anything about this God, picture a, a, a head here, but this head has two faces. one face in the front, one face in the back. And one face kind of looks back at the last year, maybe with some joy, maybe with some sorrow, maybe with, you know, things that could have been that weren't that you'd like to change if you could. And that's where the other face comes in. The other face looks forward to a new year, 2018. And so with that in mind, let's take a look back and then we'll talk in our message this morning about how we're going to kick off this new year with 40 days of prayer. I don't know if I'm early or somebody else is late, but I do know it's the first Sunday of a brand new year, and we're glad that you're with us. If you'll open uh, your outline, take your outline out of your uh, bulletin this morning, we'll get started. Welcome to 40 Days of Prayer. Actually, this is a pre campaign sermon. We're going to do two of these to get you excited, motivated, and to fully understand what we're going to be doing once we do start the 40 Days of Prayer on the 21st of uh, this month, but we've been doing these annual spiritual growth campaigns for some time. Some of you will remember all the way back, I know my son was only about 11 or 12 years old when we did 40 Days of Purpose. Remember we all got those books and we read it together each evening, we would discuss it, we got into growth groups, and, and I'm sure most of you remember, if you've been with us for a year... Last year, we started off with uh, the miracle of mercy, and we learned all about God's mercy for us and how we're supposed to go and do likewise and be merciful to others. And this year's campaign that we've chosen is called 40 Days of Prayer. It's a spiritual growth campaign. Now, why do we need to do spiritual growth campaigns? Because we need to grow. We need to grow up if you will. Otherwise, we stay spiritually immature, and when we're spiritually immature, we end up making dumb decisions, and then life doesn't go very well, right? Anybody relate to making dumb decisions? Uh, Little babies are cute, and they don't always make very wise decisions, Uh, and I love my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, Blake, but you know what? It would be very, very sad if he remained a baby. I want him to grow up. I want him to mature. And, and the Bible says we should do that as well. Otherwise, it's a tragedy if we remain spiritually immature babies. In Ephesians 4.14, Paul says this, We are not meant to remain as children, but I mean, at the mercy of every changing wind of teaching. Instead, we are meant to hold firmly to the truth in love And to, what's the very next word? Grow. Do you see that? We are to grow up in every way into Christ. And so today, I just kind of want to explain to you where we are going with this 40 days. Every campaign that we do is based on six laws of spiritual growth. Here's the first one. They're in your notes. We grow when we feed on God's Word. We grow when we feed... On God's Word. This is our real soul food right here. You may have heard of soul food. You may have eaten soul food, but this is your real soul food. It nourishes us in ways that are beyond the physical. Jesus put it like this. We already read this response reading this morning, but this is in a modern speech. Matthew 4.4. Jesus said, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. And for some of you, you would say amen, and you say, I've even got my Bible open this morning, and I'm looking up there, and I'm even taking notes. That is a good thing. But for the next six days, until you come back next week, on the first day of the week, you never open the book. You never have a quiet time. You never journal. You never get into the spiritual word. I mean, what would you think of somebody after today's message was over? And they go over here to the buffet, and they you know, plop down their money, and then they just gorge themselves. You've been to a buffet before, right? How many times can you go back at a buffet? As many times as you want. And you go back 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 times plus dessert. And you walk out full and satisfied. But then you don't eat again for another week. And then you go back to the buffet and do it all over again. Are you gonna be healthy? Is that a healthy way to live? No. But some of you spiritually, your diet, mmm, this is good stuff. Oh, I like that verse. Boy, what Bruce preached about today, that's really good stuff. I love it. Mmm. But then you don't eat for another week. No, we need to develop some spiritual habits in our life that we're gonna be talking about during the 40 days. It's daily bread. In Acts 20, verse 32, Paul will say, the word of grace is able to build you up and give you all the blessings that God has for His people. So, how do you feed? Can you see the hands of anyone that's been in class 201? If you're a 201 graduate, let me see your hands. Okay, high up, okay. Remember the hand lesson that you learned? Those six ways that we learn or habits that we bring into our life. There are six ways that we feed. Number one, by hearing the Word of God. The only problem with that we teach you in class 201 is that within 72 hours, you forget 95% of what you hear. Did you know that? Boy, that is a disheartening thing for a preacher that spent all week preparing for a sermon knowing that by Wednesday you will have forgotten 95% of everything you're hearing right now if all you are doing is listening and not taking notes. So the second way we learn is by not just hearing, but by reading, and then by studying, and then by memorizing, and then by meditating. And then remember what the palm stood for? Application. Then put it into practice. Now during the next 40 days, once we get started, we're going to use all six of these action steps. And so here's action step number one. If you decide to join us in this 40-day spiritual growth campaign, it will be to commit... (coughs) a daily time with God for 40 days, without exception, and not miss a single day. Number two, we grow when we learn in different ways. Not only by feeding on the Word of God, but learning in different ways from the Word of God. God loves diversity. Have you noticed that? <clears throat> God did not say, let there be tree, but let there be trees. If you notice, there's many different kinds of trees. I mean, you've got a palm tree that's very different from a pine tree. Uh, yet, there's many kinds of vegetation and trees. we got a God that loves variety and diversity. He never makes a clone. You are unique. Did you know your fingerprints are unique to you and you alone? Out of all the billions of people that have ever lived. You've got an eye print that is unique to you and you alone. Your voice print. A voice matches different from everybody else's, and so God says you are unique, but you also have a learning style that's uniquely your own, and God sort of wired you up that way, and so therefore we're going to use different ways during the 40 days to help you learn, and even if it's not your primary learning style, it will help you to learn because you're hearing something from a different voice or a different way or a different method, In uh, Luke chapter 3, and verse 18, it's said of John the Baptist that in many different ways, John preached the good news to the people. Why did John the Baptist use different ways to preach the good news? Because he knew people had different learning styles. And so he used different teaching styles. Let me give you four of the most common ways in which we learn. Number one, we learn by listening. We already talked about that. That's auditory. Some of you like to listen to books on tape. But then there are others that enjoy reading. You're more visual. You want to see the words on the page. You want to feel it. And uh, so you would not listen to a book on tape. You want to read the book itself. Some of you enjoy watching videos or YouTube is your best friend. You know, when you want to learn about something, you enjoy watching. You're more of a visual rather than an auditory person. Others enjoy learning through talking. You are the verbal people. Uh, You not only hear something You not only read something, you not only watch something, but to really make it stick, you enjoy talking to somebody else about it. That's your learning style. And then there are other people that say, you know, I read the book, I watched the video, I talked about it, but you know what, I really don't get it until I get out there and do it. You are the doers. You are the people that are more physical. There needs to be an action involved. And this is especially true if we have any golfers in the audience, you will never learn to play golf by watching a video. You will never learn to play golf, I don't care how many books on golf you read, until you get out to the driving range and the putting green and finally get up uh, out to a golf course and start playing. You have got to physically be involved. Well, guess what? During the 40 days of prayer, we're going to implement all four of these learning styles. It's like taking a A nail and a hammer, we're going to whack that thing four times. We're going to drive that nail in deep. So when we walk away, we're going to fully get what prayer is all about and we'll implement it into our lives. And so we grow when we feed on God's Word, we learn in different ways. And number three, a sixth law of spiritual growth is we grow when we develop a spiritual habit or spiritual habits in our life. Physical exercise is profitable for a little, Paul will say. But spiritual exercise, those habits that we develop on a daily basis, a regular basis, they can last us through eternity. Did you know that your character is summed up in the total of your habits? Uh, You you can't say that you have the quality of kindness if you're not kind all the time. I mean, if you're kind, you know, once in a while, you can't say, I'm a really kind person. No, but when people just know you as a kind person, I I miss Jerry Doolittle, don't you? What would you like about Jerry? She was a kind person. Uh, This morning when I was watching the 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 end-of-the-year slideshow, I noticed there was a picture there with Forrest and Jerry, and I believe David was in that picture, and I was sitting behind Christy over there, and she reached over and tapped David on the knee. I like that. As he remembered, and we remembered this kind woman. But you know why we know her as a kind woman? Because she was kind. It was a part of her. And you say, well, I want to be like that. And I want some spiritual characteristics in my life. Well, then you've got to put them into practice and make them a part of your daily walk. It's called spiritual disciplines. It's called devotional practices. It's called habits of prayer. It's called A daily quiet time for a reason, because it's daily. It's a time for solitude. Uh, Tithing and fellowship and fasting and serving and listening and journaling are the building blocks of good spiritual habits. And so we've introduced all of these things to you that are 201 graduates. But we put them into practice during these spiritual campaigns. And so that's why we do these campaigns at the first of every year. So how do I develop these habits? Repetition, repetition, repetition. In my Bible class this morning, I teach sort of a Bible basics class, but it's kind of fun to go back uh, to the book of Genesis and ask about a story that we dealt with several weeks ago. And do a little review. And I asked some very basic questions, but it took them a while. And finally, they got the answers as I told the story. And I said, you know why that didn't come just as quickly as you wanted it to? Because we didn't make it a habit of our life to remember and review over and over and over again. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Practice, practice, practice. That's what it will take. Uh, It takes... 40 days to make a habit, 40 days to break a habit. 40 seems to be a significant number in Scripture. Do you remember when God wanted to wipe all the sin away from the world? He made it rain for how long? 40 days, 40 nights. When He wanted to introduce the children of Israel to the Ten Commandments, the Holy Word of God, how long did Moses stay on Mount Sinai? Forty days. When Jesus started His public ministry (laughs) and um, then chose His disciples before doing so, how long did He stay in the wilderness for prayer and fasting? Forty days. Forty days in Scripture seems to be a significant number and a significant amount of time to really develop some major habits and decisions in our life. And so therefore, on the 21st of this month, we are all going to commit to 40 days of, um, of prayer. <coughs> Excuse me, we're going to commit to it together. John thirteen seventeen says, now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you what? Practice them. What happens when we practice good habits. Well, then we grow up. Do we really want to grow? Yes, then let's practice some good spiritual habits. And that is the difference between a successful person and an unsuccessful person. A successful person will put into practice certain disciplines in their life on a daily basis, where others won't. They just won't put in the time or the trouble. Are you familiar with the name Tom Brady? If you know anything about NFL football. He is the oldest quarterback in the league. It's like 40 years old. And you know what record he holds this year? Most yardage in passing. A 40 year old guy. He's got players on his team that weren't even born when he started playing in the NFL. How can he continue to compete on such a high level? Well, if you read anything about Tom Brady, The the discipline and the practices and the habits that he puts into his daily life, like starting off in the morning by drinking 20 ounces of water every day religiously. Not 21 ounces, not 19 ounces, but 20 ounces of water just to get his system going and flowing. Those are some of the habits that he puts into his life. And then there's this long list, and I won't read it, but this long list of things he does to stay in peak mental, physical, and emotional shape. You know, a lot of quarterbacks will say, you know, I've spent X amount of time in the NFL. I've made my millions. I'm ready to just hang it up and go and retire. Not Tom Brady. He's out there playing like he's still in his you know, mid-twenties because of these habits he's put into his life. Uh, Paul often talked about athletes or used illustrations. And in 1 Corinthians 9.25, he writes this. <coughs> All good athletes train hard and practice to get what better they do it why do they do it why do they go through this routine why do they go through these habits why do they stay at the peak of their game they do it to win a prize that won't last you know olympic gold medalists their medals not going to last i i don't know how many super bowls trophies that tom brady has yet in him but i tell you what they won't last. Well, what about us? If we get in the game and we really decide to grow and develop some spiritual habits, but we practice to win a prize that will last how long? Forever and ever and ever. Earthly trophies don't last. Heavenly trophies last forever. So during the 40 days of prayer, we're going to focus on four spiritual habits to strengthen us. First of all, there's the habit of a weekly large group gathering. You're doing it today. You started your first Sunday of a new year out properly. You're here this morning, and when we start this campaign for six weeks, not miss a single Sunday morning large group service. Number two, the habit of being in a small group kind of a setting to learn. Did you know this is how Jesus structured the church? Look at Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> birthday of the church. Church is now in existence. And it says, every day the believers had the habit of what? Meeting together in the temple courts. What are they doing in the temple courts? They're worshiping. That's where they held their worship. Christianity grew up in Judaism. Their first church buildings, before they had church buildings, where they used the temple before the Judaizers kind of figured out. There's really a distinction here. But for the first part, they're worshiping together in the temple. Also, I like that word also, in their homes. Why? fellowship so you have a large group gathering in the temple and you got a small group gathering where in the homes and then they ate together they celebrated with happy and thankful hearts and then it goes on to say they praise god and the whole community like what they saw in these people what community where did the church get started jerusalem The people in Jerusalem, that community, saw what was going on, and as a result, the Lord added to their groups daily as their neighbors were being, what? Saved. You know, one of the most significant things that we can do as Christians is to join a small group and invite our friends, family, and neighbors to be a part of that. And if you haven't joined a small group, you need to consider doing that. Today, I even had... Uh, a gentleman come up to me and said, hey, my wife and I would like to start a small group in our home. How do I make that happen? I said, don't rush off. See me afterwards. We'll make that happen. I I know of five groups that we have right now. This will make six groups, six opportunities that you can attend. Uh, Well, you'll choose one of the six, but we're trying to have enough of them throughout the week. Some will be on Sunday. I think there's two on Sunday, one on Monday that I know of, and then others at various days of the week. So one of them should fit your schedule. And then there's the habit of a daily time alone with God for prayer and Bible study. And then the habit of memorizing Scripture. Yes, I said memorizing Scripture. It's not just for little children. It's for all of us to get into the habit of doing that. It's, it's the only promise in God's Word that says when you get into the book and you get the book into you, there are blessings there. Look at what Joshua has to say in 1.8. Always remember what is written in this book now they had the Pentateuch back then read it and think about it how often every day not once a week coming that's good stuff I won't look at it for another week but I'll be back next week no every day and be sure to obey everything written in it if you do this you will be what prosperous and successful in your life how many want to be prosperous and successful I do what's it say to do get into the word The Word, the Word, the Word. And so, that is the direction we are headed in. So, to help you with this, we have, well, we didn't put this together, but Saddleback did. They've just completed this 40 days of prayer. Did you know that? They've just completed it. This material is hot off the press. And to help you, we have got a study guide. Now, it costs some money. I think they're $12 or $13. They said, well, didn't they only used to be like $10? Yeah, but you've never had anything like this before. These are very, very nice. And it has all, all the things that you're going to need to get through the, the small group sessions, the journaling, the extra tools and helps are in this book. Uh, Vicki is going to be selling these next week. I understand that she's ill today, but starting next week after the service, if you'll go to the guest services booth, you can pick up one of these 40 Days in the Word books to help you. It's a great guidebook, and you're going to want to get it. Number four, if you're going to grow spiritually, we need to grow when we help each other grow. When I help you and when you help me, that's when real growth takes place. We do better when we're in community and in relationship together. <clears throat> Anybody start a new diet this year? And did you encourage someone to join you in that diet? You know why you did that? Well, you reached out? Because it's always better to have someone helping you and encouraging you. Well, the same with God's Word. Romans 1.12 says, I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. And so whatever faith I have, I'm going to help you with it. And whatever faith you have, you help me with that. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. Here's a fact. You'll never grow to spiritual maturity by yourself. There are no such thing in Scripture as Lone Ranger Christians. They're always in community with one another. That's why we have youth groups. Right, Ricky? And that's why we have primetime groups. And that's why we have everything in between. We do better when we are in community with one another. God's kind of wired us that way. Did you know that in Scripture you'll find 56 one another passages? Love one another. Serve one another. Commune with one another. Don't give up meeting with one another. Why 56? Because God knew that we needed to be together. The Apostle Paul's number one description uh, of the church is the body concept. Did you know that? He says... I love his illustration. He says the eye can't say to the nose or the mouth and the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, we need each other. You know, If the whole body were just an eye, whenever I read that passage, I picture some big old eye bouncing down the aisle. You know, No, you're not just an eye. You're connected with everything else. I'm connected with you. You're connected with me. We just do better when we're connected together going the right way. We grow best in community when we love each other. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us... Be concerned for one another. That's one of those one another passages. To help one another. To show love and do good for one another. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Instead, let's encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. So action step during the 40 days. We're going to ask you to commit to joining a small group. Can I see the hands of anyone that has ever been a part of a small group in the past? Oh, I love those hands. All right. Can I see the hands of all those that want to be this year as we kick off the next, not as many hands, but I'm hoping by next week I convince you to be a part of it. I really do. Because, you see, you're going to be left behind. You're not going to grow exponentially the way you should if you don't. Number five, we grow when we expect to grow. This is the faith factor. There needs to be a certain amount of expectation and anticipation I will be a better person. I will have grown because of this 40-day experience that I'm about to embark on. Jesus said in Matthew 9.29, according to your faith will it be done unto you. In other words, God says, I'm giving you the checkbook. You just write in the amount or whatever it is you want. It's according to your faith that we're going to make this happen. Uh, Do you know what God is doing in your life right now? Think about that for a moment. What is God doing in your life right now? I'm going to tell you. I know the answer. He's doing exactly what you're expecting Him to do. If you're not expecting God to do anything in your life right now, He's not going to do anything in your life right now. You've got to expect it according to your faith, be it done unto You, you need to start this campaign with the spirit of I am going to grow a whole lot in the next 40 days when I'm all in. When I sign up on the dotted line, when I covenant with God, I'm expecting God to help me grow in a tremendous way. And then number six, we'll close with this. We grow when we commit to grow. That's just a fact. We grow when we commit to grow. Growth is not automatic. It's a choice. Someone says, well, Bruce, who do you think you're talking to? I've been a Christian for 20 years. And I say, oh, really? Or have you been a Christian one year, 20 times? Do you see the difference? See, it's not just how long, but how mature and how is your growth going. You must choose to grow one year from now, one year from today. You will be spiritually stronger if and only if you intend to be. If you don't intend to be, if you don't have any plans to be, then you won't. And so, as your preacher and as your friend and as our eldership, we get together, we collaborate months before this and say, what is it we need to focus on this year? What is it we need to be praying about? What is it we need to be doing and then when we heard about this material on prayer and we started our Saturday prayer meetings at 5 o'clock, I was here at 5 o'clock yesterday morning with a number of you, and we prayed for two hours and worshiped God. And <clears throat> and, and we're going to build on this prayer thing. We're saying, our church needs prayer. Our people need prayer. Our preacher needs prayer. I'm here today because a lot of you have been praying for me. My knee feels great, and I had that gunky thing for about, I don't know, a little over a week, and I feel... A lot better than I sound, but just in case, I'm just elbow bumping today, all right? Keep everybody safe. Someone gave me a cough drop and I'm making it through. Thank you, Rachel. But what are you intending God to do? He will do what you intend to do. Do you really want to grow up or do you want to just stay a spiritual baby? Well, what are you willing to do about it? I'm giving you two weeks. We're going to start on the 21st. I'm talking to you about it today. I'm going to talk to you about it next week. And then, boom, we're going to get started. What are you willing to do? Jeremiah 29, 13. This is God talking. He's talking to you this morning. Here's what He would say to you. You'll find me when you get serious about finding me and want me more than anything else. God's looking for you. You say, I'm looking for God. Well, He's already been looking for you. And that's what He has to say to you this morning. So here's your action step once we get started. Action step will be to covenant covenant with others because in our growth groups we have a growth group covenant that we're going to meet every week. I mean, was, I mean, barring you know open heart surgery or brain surgery or you know something big like that, you know, you know if it's just uh, you know I don't know an amputation, we expect you to be here the next week. But other than that, you know, I mean, something really, really, really big. <clears throat> you get we're going to covenant together. And we're going to say, 40 days, 40 days, 40 We're not going to miss a day of a daily quiet time. We're not going to miss a day of our reading. We're not going to miss a week of our of our uh, large group setting. We're not going to miss a week of our small group setting. We're going to get serious about seeking God. Why? Because we must continue to grow up. It's why we do these spiritual campaigns the first of every year. Here's our goal. Last verse, we'll close with this. 2 Corinthians 13, 9. Our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. Some of you right now are going, ah, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. No, don't be left behind. Don't be like that. As your preacher and your friend, I don't want you to miss out on the action. Get involved. Make a decision today. And so the bottom line is what are you going to choose to do? Once we get started with this, what are you going to choose? Number one, you can choose to do nothing. And miss out and watch everybody else grow and benefit except you. Don't let that be you. Don't, don't, don't let that be you. That'd break our hearts. Or number two, you can get serious about what's really, really important in your life. And you're going to choose to make the right decision. And join us for 40 days of prayer. Want to pray about it with me? Alright, let's do that right now. Thank you, Father. For these wonderful people who have come out here on the first Sunday of a brand new year, expecting great things in their lives. They're expecting, Lord, that the best days of their lives are still ahead of them. It doesn't matter their age. (coughs) They're expecting you to do great things as they are seeking you to the solution to their problems and also, Father, uh, for the direction of their life. And so therefore, they are, they're praying with me this morning to make a commitment, this commitment to 40 days and not waste their lives, but to move forward in faith and in prayer for the next 40 days. Thank you in advance, Father, for what you're going to do in their lives. We, we know that growth is a choice, and we pray that as we build these habits into our lives that we will become true men of God and true women of God. Um, Because we live in a world filled with people that are so unstable and so flaky and uncommitted. And Lord, we don't want to be like that. We want to be committed to you 100%. And so we pray a blessing upon everyone that's making that commitment today. In Jesus' name, amen.